0: Well, how would you view the album in in terms of the history of Magnum, you know, with the benefit now of some hindsight? I mean, how does it rank for you in in terms of your output over the years?
1: I've got to be truthful. It wasn't one of my favourite albums, and it wasn't a particularly enjoyable album to make, I have to say.
0: Were you under some pressure, Tony, at all, from the record company, you know, because you'd you'd made Vigilante back in 1985, Mm. 86, and then, of course, this was the big album, really, in 88. But what, did you feel at, at that time that you were under any pressure?
1: I think the pressure came a bit later when we were doing Goodnight LA. That was when we, we were with Polydor International, um, signed to Polydor International. And they they were very, very supportive to us. But then, after the Wings of Heaven album, Polydor International was... Um, broken up and pe- we got inherited to Polydor UK and because they didn't sign us I mean that we, we were just inherited to them. I mean they just looked at us and thought, What on earth is this band? you know, I mean what what are they supposed to be? And they they didn't no one could pop us into a convenient sort of slot and um we didn't really have any um I wouldn't. I wouldn't say we didn't have any support. We had the. How can I say? I don't think anyone liked the music, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, but they had such high hopes, um, which were far, far too high. I I believe at the time. Um, that, and that was when the pressure came in. They were saying, you know, this album's going to do two million. The other album did X amounts. I can't remember how many did. Uh, Wings haven't sold a lot of copies and um so the next album it was right you you've got to do this you've you've got to in fact they they wanted us to to change totally so we could sell a lot of records which magnum was never like that that, that wasn't the, the whole point of magnum was that there's uh people who like magnum I, I hope you do like you're saying you know um you know what Magnum's about. There's a, there's a feeling about Magnum. Um, and it isn't just a commercial thing that... It's no money-making machine, in other words.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, yeah.
1: We've been up and down lots of times in, you know, like selling records, whatever it might be. But we've always stuck to our guns. But with the Good Night LA thing, we were really pushed, when, and especially me, um into a direction that I didn't want to go, but uh, there, there was no other choice at the time. But but after that, I just went and, like stick it, and uh, I just like uh, told them to. Well, I didn't want to be on their record label anymore, and that's when we left. And we've gone downhill ever since. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, no you're on
0: the up now, aren't you? Definitely. You know, it, yeah.
1: It seems like we're we're always we're, we're like on on an ocean, on a wave on the ocean. We're up one minute, we're down the next. <laughs> I guess the rigors of planning a band, you know.
0: That's right.
1: So uh, nothing you can, there's nothing um, you can really depend on other than, uh, they you know, really like the band, of course. Well,
0: I think also, Tony, the, the climate wasn't right, was it, in the early 90s? Because, of course, grunge came along. and that's true, yeah. And your, your sound really wasn't what was wanted, and that was probably part of that, wasn't it, really? Yeah, that's true, yeah. But, so, so going back to the Wings of Heaven album, um, so it wasn't that you were under pressure, it's just that in the scheme of things, you perhaps look back and you don't see that as your, one of your... Maybe you, did you perhaps think Storytellers' Night's more significant in that respect.
1: Um, yeah, probably, although... When I listen back to those records, um, although I have good feelings about them, I, I know the, the sound of the record's not that good. I don't think they travel very well. But again, it's, it's those things that, you know, when you've when you can, when you've got sort of the uh, luxury of, of time and you can look back at things, and uh, sometimes you listen to something and, and think, well, wow, that's great, you know, and sometimes you listen to it and think, what, a load of rubbish, but uh, it's, I guess, you know, it's the best you can do at the time, I guess.
0: Does that um, apply, apply perhaps more, Tony, to, to records that have been produced for you rather than your yeah, own productions?
1: Really. That is the, the whole... That's, that's probably the key, thing. isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm glad you said
0: that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but that's really what I'm saying, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think... What what you get is my eye view of what Magnum is these days, and it's what I I hear on stage, um, which is why you can hear a lot of guitar, a lot of drums, (laughs) and like all the other bits and pieces. Everyone would have their own view, you know, on on, on what uh, a band would sound like. And uh, unfortunately, with some producers, who I will not mention, of course, uh, they would... um, they like you to sound like they want you to sound which is crazy really
0: mm.
1: um, which was I don't ju- I don't think we were that we were good enough to produce ourselves but if we, we'd have had a good engineer I think we could have come out with some good records anyway but um, I mean at the time I, I felt like really well I still do feel really proud of all the stuff we've done all the mail we get sort of confirms Maybe they're not the best records, the best songs or the best whatever, but there's still a lot of people that really enjoy uh, the music, which is um, so gratifying, you know.